Hi, I'm Adam, pastor of Friendship Church, and we are so glad that you are here for Teammate Sunday. Ah! We are oh, that's, you're too early. Oh my goodness. Wait for the line and then tackle me. Hi, I'm Adam, pastor of Friendship Church, and I just wanted to welcome you to Teammate Sunday. You know, today we're going to talk about how we can serve each other. Ah! Oh, no. Nope, nope, that's not the line. Wait for the line and then tackle. Hi, I'm Adam, pastor of something. Um, welcome to Teammate Sunday, where we talk about how to serve each other at the church. Um, uh, we're going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 4, so let's tackle this scripture together. I said, let's tackle this scripture together. Seriously, one thing I ask you to do, it's like, ah! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <clears throat> I will say that no pastors were injured during the filming of that commercial. It was just all for fun. Welcome uh, today. Once again, it is Teammate Sunday and uh, so glad that you are here today. Today we're going to talk about how that we can serve each other and that we can be a team. You, you hear me say that a lot. You, you hear me say either family or team. I like both of those words. That uh, we are a family as a church here together and that we are a team. And so we're a family in the sense that we love each other and we're there for each other. We pray for each other. If someone's hurting, we want to be there for each other. But we're also a team because we understand and identify that all of us have different gifts and all of us have different things to bring to the church and to the ministry and to the world, really. And so we help each other in all of that. So we're a team and we're a family. And that's what we're talking about uh, here today, <clears throat> uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to General Council, which is um, it meets. It's a it's a council of pastors and missionaries and uh, the leadership of the Assemblies of God, and we meet every other year. And um, it, we do a lot of things while we're there, General Council. But one of the things that we do is we vote in new uh, leadership, whether it's one of the top kind of five positions in the leadership, but also on a district level, we're in the South Texas district, and there's the North Texas district and all that, and we vote in different people, and whenever someone gets voted in or whenever someone came to um, the pulpit to say something, there was something that struck me. About general counsel, two main things struck me about general counsel overall. Number one, we are still a ministry or, or a fellowship that is focused on missions, which I love, and it was a big part of the whole four-day event there. And so, uh, so thankful that missions is at the forefront of the Assemblies of God. The second thing that I, that I took away from it and that I noticed is everyone that came, almost everyone that came to the, the, the platform or to say something, to talk about something, whether it was someone that just got voted in or one of the top leadership guys or, or whoever or, uh, or a missionary, somebody, they always said something like this. It wasn't the exact same phrase, but they said that it was a joy to serve. 
And that struck me because it was like time after time after time, different people were coming up. And they kept saying it was a joy to serve. And many of these positions that they were getting voted on, this was not a paid position. They were taking time um, out of their day and their calendar, uh, sometimes out of their expenses to be a part of this board or whatever they were getting voted to. And, <clears throat> and then especially missionaries. And mission, there are some missionaries who are going through to a tough part of the world that is... Um, that is not welcoming, let's say, to Christianity, and maybe even some places hostile to Christianity. And even those people were getting up and saying, it's a joy to serve and to do what God wants me to do. And you could, you could feel it, really, from every person that was coming forward. They said something like that. And I thought, yes, that's what this is, to serve the Lord, to do what God wants us to do, to do what God has called us to do. It is a joy. It's not a task. It's not a, well, I guess, you know, I've been going to this church for 10 years. I guess I'll start to do something, you know, whatever. No, it's a joy to serve the Lord. A great time to say amen there. It is a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy to serve the Lord. And I noticed that at the general council level, and I've noticed that uh, even here at this church, that you can have this mindset of, okay, I guess I'll do that, or I want to be a part of what God's doing here at the church. I want to serve the church. I want to serve the Lord, that sort of thing. And so that's what we want to talk about here today and how much of a joy it is to serve. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to tackle Ephesians chapter 4 together. So Ephesians chapter 4, you can turn there in your Bibles, uh, or of course, it's going to be on the screen for us as well. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll go through several verses here. And then at the end, I'm going to go through uh, different ministries that you can serve here at the church. And we're actually going to have uh, an opportunity, especially those who are not serving somewhere in the church, that you can sign up to be a part of uh, a ministry in the church. And so today is your day. If you've been waiting to get in the game, put me in, coach. Uh, today is your day because uh, that's what we're doing. So Ephesians chapter 4 starts off, and Paul says this, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. So he's a prisoner for serving the Lord. Where's the joy at? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm ser I serve the Lord and I became a prisoner. But this is what he says. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Now, uh, we do believe that there is a vocational calling where you are called to be a senior pastor, to be a missionary or youth pastor or whatever it is that is a paid position uh, in the church or in, in the world. There is that, and we actually have scripture that, that backs that idea up, but we don't use this scripture to back that up because that's not what this is talking about. The end of chapter 2 and chapter 3 and now into chapter 4 when Paul says that you have been called, he's not talking about vocational ministry. He's talking about the church. That's you. You are ministers. You may not be a pastor, but if you are a Christian, you are a minister. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a minister. Okay. You may not have a title of pastor or missionary or whatever, but you are a minister. And what Paul here says is... Listen, I'm in prison for serving. So this is a couple of things. First of all, we don't have any excuse not to serve. 
Well, I, you know, it's just, I'm just in a weird season right now. Or, you know, I mean, we, we're like professional excuse makers sometimes when it comes to some of this stuff. It's like we can come up with reasons not to do something. If anybody had a reason not to, to minister, it's Paul. He was in prison. What is he going to do? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to write a book of the Bible. That's what he's going to do. In fact, not once, but four books of the Bible, the New Testament, he writes from prison. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And so even in a moment where he had an excuse to feel sorry for himself or, well, maybe this just isn't my time right now, he actually writes four books of the New Testament for us. So we don't have really any excuses not to serve but he says, even in even the fact that I'm in prison for serving, I still want to make the case that I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. Why is he able to say that? Because he has found so much joy in serving the Lord and in serving people. Many of you know Paul was a tent maker. So from time to time, there were offerings that were given to him, but for the most part... He worked, he was, he was a bivocational minister. He worked, uh, he made tents, and then he would go out and serve the church by planting a church here, planting a church there. And so he served the church. And so he, this is one who says, listen, you lead a life worthy of your calling. And make no mistake about it, if you are a Christian, you are called to be a minister. Maybe not a pastor, but a minister. So how do we do this? How do we serve with joy? Verses 2 and 3 help us with this. Verse 2, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. This is the attitude that we are supposed to have. We could have an attitude of, well, this is, I'm pretty much performing a task without pay. How great is that? Now, maybe you can see that on your job. You know, the boss is like, hey, I need you to work overtime. And you're like, okay, how much more are you going to pay me for working overtime? You know, like I, I understand that. I understand that to a certain degree. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's not the mindset of this is a task that I just do. Um, this is, it is a joy to serve the church. And a way to do that is to stay humble, as it says, to be humble, be gentle, be patient with others, knowing that everyone is human and they will make a mistake or they'll make a decision that you disagree with or whatever it may be, but we're going to keep ourselves united in the Spirit. See, if we have a selfish or prideful attitude, even when it comes to serving in the church, and believe it or not, that, that can be done, but if we, if we serve with a selfish or prideful attitude, then what that does is that causes division with everybody else who's trying to serve humbly and trying to serve gentleness because now everything is about me and what I'm doing. How can you find joy in what you're doing if everything is about you and everything else is seen as a slight or, no, that's my ministry or, no, I want to do it like this or whatever. You see what I'm saying? It's hard to remain humble and gentle, making every allowance for each other's fault, keeping in unified with the Spirit, if it's all about us. When we serve, it's just that. It's serving. It's not about us. It's about serving other people. 
And so we, don't, we, we can't lead from this place of what belongs to me. Nothing in this church belongs to anyone but God. Not a classroom, not a stapler, okay? None of it belongs to me or you or anybody else. It belongs to God. So even when classes meet upstairs for Royal Rangers or, or uh, we have a new preschool and a nursery, I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, we, we have these new thing, these classes on here. It's not someone's class. That's the class that they teach in. That's not someone's class. This room right here is not my class. The sanctuary, this isn't mine. This is God's house. This is God's place. I just happen to teach in here every single Sunday. And so if we have that mindset, if this isn't mine, this is God's, and there's no way to be selfish, no way to be prideful, we stay humble, we stay gentle. Verse 4, for there is one body, one spirit, just as you were been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. How many? One God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, living through all. However, he has given each one of us special gift through the generosity of Christ. So how, how many bodies are there? One. There's one. One baptism, one Lord, all these things. Now, he's given us many gifts, okay? And so some of us have a gift to smile at the door and hand out a bulletin. Some of us have a gift to uh, uh, hang out with, in nursery with kids in preschool. Some of us have a gift to work with teenagers on Wednesday night. Some of us have different gifts on a football field. Some people have the gift to throw, some people have the, catch, the gift to catch, some people have the gift to block, okay? You don't want your blockers throwing, you don't want your throwers blocking, do you? There's certain gifts that God has given everybody, and we win as a team and we lose as a team, don't we? And we, we have a much better chance of winning as a team if those who are gifted to catch are catching, those who are gifted to tackle who are tackling, and all of these things. And so we find a place where God has given us the ability so that we can lead a life worthy of the calling. So he's given all of us different gifts, but we're all one team, one family, working toward one goal. That's the only way to do it. If, if we're all a team of cats and we just kind of walk everywhere doing our own thing, we're not going to accomplish any goal whatsoever. Sorry, cat lovers, but that's just the truth, okay? It, it's just not going to happen. We've got to go Right in, in the same line, in the same direction. Skip to verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So I'm going to talk specifically about pastors. I do not consider myself an apostle, a prophet, even an evangelist. Um, I consider myself a pastor, so I'll speak from the pastors and the teacher point of view. These are gifts that, check this out, Christ gave to the church. This verse and the next verse are our main verses for today. Christ gave the church these different people who have these gifts. And this is what makes it so great. I was asked a couple of months ago, um, what is the hardest part about being senior pastor? And there were two thoughts that immediately came to my mind that I want to tell you about one today. Can I be vulnerable with you a little bit and just tell you a little bit of what my thinking process was? That's a scary question to answer, by the way. <laughs> what, what's the hardest part about being a senior pastor? I've been, a, I've been in ministry for 20 years, senior pastor for the last two. And so this is what I thought. The hardest part, of not just being a pastor, the hardest part of being a senior pastor, this is one of the things 
that immediately came to, to my mind. I worked for 16 years as a staff pastor. So for 10 years, I was a youth pastor. Six years, I was a children's pastor. And then even before that, I worked in college and at high school, just in youth ministry or, or, or wherever I could be used. And so really 16 years plus, I worked underneath a pastor. And, and as a staff pastor, your job many times is just to do whatever the pastor wants you to do. <laughs> Sometimes, at least that's what it was for me. And so that's just kind of what you did. And so for 16 years, I did not mind being the guy doing everything. Like, does the pastor need tables and chairs set up? Great, I'll do it. Does the pastor need somebody to, to run and go visit somebody in the hospital? Great, I'll do it. Does the pastor, what, like, what does the pastor need? I've, I've mowed the lawn and, and cut grass before, uh, the church lawn. I, I've done that before. I'll do anything, basically, but turn a screwdriver. I'm not very good at that. And, like, all that handy stuff, I'm, you just don't want me doing that, man. <laughs> okay? I tried for a while. I, I, I we all have our gifts and talents. That's not mine, okay? So I'm very sorry. For those of you, if you want me to build you a desk, I cannot, okay? Um, so, other than stuff like that, I was very eager to help, okay? I've now learned to just pass that to somebody else who knows what they're doing. Um, but like everything else, I, I liked, I genuinely liked doing it. I genuinely wanted to do whatever the pastor needed me to do, whatever the church needed me to do. There were times I was, I was open up the... Uh, I, I, at one church, I lived in a parsonage on the property of the church. So there were a few times that it was like, hey, I left my Bible in the church. Can you, can you open up the church door so I can get it? And I'm like, yeah, but why are you here at 5 a.m.? Why do you need it right now? But okay, it, it happened. That's fine. I'll open the door for you. Here's your Bible, you know. Um, so that, that, that's fine. I, I, I genuinely didn't mind doing it. And then here we are. I move into being a senior pastor, and it's a different role, and it is hard for me not to want to do everything, especially when, for a long time in the church, the pastor did do everything, right? Like, that's why we pay you. You do everything. But if we look at Scripture, and listen, our, our, what we, how we determine our behavior and our actions and what we do is not based on our traditions or our feelings. It is based on Scripture. Yes? It is based on Scripture. And so I look at Scripture, and this is what Scripture says. Verse 11, these gifts Christ gave to the church. He gave pastors, verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. It's actually my job to provide opportunity for you to serve and to do things for the Lord. That's actually scripturally what the Bible tells me to do. And so, and I got to be honest with you, from time to time, I, I don't mind doing it. I, like, I want to do it, but I also, I don't want to rob you of the opportunity to serve Christ and to find joy in serving. I'll give you an example. A couple of months ago, we got some new banners in. You saw the banners that are out front. Uh, there by the road, by the sign, by the road, on the sign by the road, and I had the banners there in, in my office, and uh, I, I, was actually, I was having a conversation with myself, and I was like, I'm just going to go put the banners up. Yeah, the banners need to be put up. I'll put the banners up, and then I thought, well, I could teach Tommy how to put the banners up. Tommy's learned how to put the banners up, and I thought, no, I'll just do it. I'll just put the banners up, and I thought, no, I need to teach Tommy how to put the banners up. <laughs> 
and I'm having kind of this fight with myself. I'm going back and forth. Should I just do it? I don't mind doing it. Or should I get someone else to do it? And I thought, well, you know, when I was the youth pastor and there needed to be banners put up, did the senior pastor put the banners up or did the youth pastor put the, ba- the, youth pastor put the banners up? Okay. Well, did I put the banners up because my pastor was mean and he was forcing me to do tasks? No, that's not why I put the banners up. I put the banners up because I wanted to serve the church and I wanted to help out my pastor. Okay, well, I'm in this role where I'm teaching people how to have the opportunity to serve and I'm like, maybe I should have Tommy put the banners up. And I was like, no, I'll just put the banners up. I can do it. You know, it's, it's not that big a deal. It'll take 20 minutes. Da, da, da. Tommy has no idea that I'm going through this in my head back and forth. He has no idea. And so finally I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask Tommy to put the banners up, you know? And so I walk in there and I'm like, hey, Tommy. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, uh, I don't know what your schedule is today, but uh, you think you could put the, uh, the banners up for me? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. And I was like, oh, he has a great attitude. That's what we want. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so Tommy has this attitude it's one of these things where it's like, I, I, I want to teach him things that I learned when I was his age and things that I wish I had learned when I was his age. And thankfully, he had a great attitude, just wanted to serve the church and serve his pastor, which is exactly right. And I, I went back in, Tommy doesn't know this, went back in and sat down. I was like, oh, okay, good, he did it. Okay, okay. But I still kind of want to do the banners, though, because I've always done the banners. That's my job, you know? But I passed that on to him, and he did a great job. So thank you, Tommy. <laughs> but I, seriously, that, that may sound totally weird to you, okay? Delegating might be very easy to you. <laughs> um, but me, I just, I, I just I don't mind doing it. I like doing it. But I also know that my job has changed a little bit, and it's to equip God's people to do his work. And so I want you the opportunity to learn that it is a joy to serve. It's not a task to serve. It's not a, oh, I have to do this or whatever. It is a joy to serve the Lord. And I have, thankfully, I have found what a joy it is for these 16 plus years, um, well, 20 plus years, to serve. And I, and I can just tell you, it is so rewarding to serve the Lord, to just simply serve the Lord. And I, and I get that feeling all the time, and I want you to have that feeling as well. I, I, I don't know if that's weird for me to say this and say it like this, but that, that's, that's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> so there you go. It is a joy to serve the Lord. I want to do what honors God and ministers to people. And I want God's people the ability to honor God and minister to people. Verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You are no more like Christ than when you serve. Why? Because Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. So if you want to learn how to be Christ-like, find a place to serve. And you are on the road to being Christ-like. It says that we will grow to maturity in the Lord. As we begin to serve with that right attitude of humbleness, not selfishness, whatever, that we will grow into maturity. 
So maturity is not teaching a class. Maturity is teaching a class with love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, not a selfish or prideful attitude. That's maturity. Not teaching the class, teaching it with humility. Teaching it the way that God wants us to do it. One of the things that I've learned, that I've learned for many years, the church is not just here for you, but you are here for the church. Yes, there are times that something's going on and we need the church to gather around us and pray for us or help us move or help us, you know, whatever it is. Yes, there are times that the church needs to, needs to gather around and do things for an individual. But how that works is we understand and we act like that we are here for the church, not just what can the church do for me, what can I do for the church. And that's how we find joy in serving the Lord. So I want to go through a couple of things, um, a couple of ways, specific ways that you can serve the church. Um, Some of you were thinking, you know, just because of different seasons, and I do understand that a, a little bit, uh, some of you are like, I can't, I can't do anything. I, 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 I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too whatever. There's two things that I know, that I know, that I know that you can do. Every single person in this room can do. You can pray and you can encourage people. And you have no idea how wonderful that is and what a service that is to people. So whether you have a title or not, preschool teacher, that's fine. You can pray for people and you can encourage people. Everybody can go home today, you can pray for leadership, or you can pray for ministries, or you can pray for whatever. You can also encourage people. When the worship team comes off the platform after church, thank them for what, for what they did. They brought the, the, the ministry of worship to the church. Thank preschool teachers and, and, and children's church workers and youth pastors and thank greeters and encourage people. I actually thank them for the things that, that, that they're doing for the church, for the Lord. Everybody can pray and encourage. So you say, I can't do anything. You can do two things. Absolutely. Sometimes we think, well, if I sign up to serve, then I'm, if I sign up to serve in the nursery, then I got to work the nursery every single week and I'll never get to go to church. Well, that's one of the things that, we're, that we want to do. If we have enough nursery workers, you're serving once a month. So you, so you work in the nursery, the preschool, whatever it is, once a month, and then you're on a rotating basis because, because we have many people serving in the church. That's what, we, that's what we would like. There are some ministries that it's kind of an every week thing. On Wednesday nights, we've got uh, a youth ministry, we've got rural rangers, we've got uh, uh, girls' ministries. And so sometimes those are an every week type thing, but even that can rotate. Maybe you're like, I'm not a teacher, but I'm a helper. Great. We need some helpers. Um, absolutely do that. So sometimes it's, um, there's some, some ways to minister that's an every week thing. Some is just once a month thing. Some is a two or three times a year thing. We had a work day yesterday, and I just want to say thank you so much to those who were able to come out to our work day. And it's just two times a year. And we come out and we, and we get some stuff done. And let me tell you, we got some stuff done. And I say, thank you so much. I was, uh, I was cleaning out one of the vacuum cleaners. And I thought, have I become the vacuum cleaner? Right? Bad joke, but I, I liked it. Um, but listen, th- there are different times in the year. You say, well, I, you know, because my work schedule, I, can't, I, don't know if, I don't know my Sunday's off or whatever. There are times, if you 
can, if you want to find a place to ministry, to minister, we will find you a place to minister. Also, last thing before I go through the ministries that we can do, let me just say this, that all ministries, there's going to be a certain amount of training that is involved in that, okay? So, for instance, if you want to work in children's ministries, you're going to need to pass a background background check because we want to make sure that our kids are safe, obviously. And so you've, you've got to do that. If you want to work on the, on the worship team, sing or play, it would be good if you had those abilities <laughs> to be able to do that. So there's going to be a tryout process, okay? I tried out. Blake said no. To go do something else. That's fine. Everybody has their own ministries, right? So there's a tryout process. If you want to be a greeter and you've never smiled a day in your life, we're going to find something else for you to do, okay? Let's just, I'm just being real, okay? Because th- there are some abilities that we have, and there are some abilities we simply do not have, and that's okay. We're going to find a place where we can all serve. And so there is, um, there is some training and some things that we have to go through, all right? So let's go through a couple of things that you can sign up for even here today. So we're wanting to start a new ministry called a hospitality ministry, which is coming soon, and we were trying to get, we're wanting to put a welcome center uh, in down the hallway here. We didn't get it in by today, but uh, it's coming in soon. But uh, hospitality is a way, uh, you just have the ability to make people feel welcome when they come to church, and especially guests. And so we'd like a place to where whenever the guests fill out their form, they bring it to a person, and uh, they strike up a conversation, and uh, they give them a cup of coffee, or they they give them a a free a cup that they can put coffee in, uh, but hospitality. So um, like you're just good at making people feel welcome. Greeting ministry, that's on the front line. You smile, you open a door, you pass out a bulletin. You're kind of the, the, the front line of people that walk in. And so Sandra Witten uh, leads that ministry, and you can talk to her. She does a great job. But our greeters, I like to add greeters, more than just one in a morning. Um, so more greeters to that. We got a lot of people coming in. Media team, this is sound, camera, photos, uh, we've got Uche right, right now is uh, the one that's doing all the slides for us this morning. Uh, if you want to be involved in the tech team and the media team, Naomi Mesa's ran that ministry for a long, long time. She does a great job. She's one to talk to. On the worship team, I mentioned, can you play? Can you sing? Blake Quimby is the one to talk to uh, and be a part of a worship team that brings us into the throne room of God every single Sunday morning. Uh, maybe you can usher. You uh, collect the offering. You help people find a seat. You assist with communion when we do that once a month. Um, Clint Witten runs that ministry, and so he, he does a great job with that. And so maybe being an usher is something that you want to do. Children's ministry. Okay, children's ministry is nearest and dearest to my heart. Children's pastor for six years. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And there's some people who are scared of kids, and I don't understand. Kids, children's ministry, I'm just telling you, it's the, the most rewarding ministry that there is. I, just, it, it just is. And I... How do I know? Because I've done it. I've done youth ministry. I've done missions work. I've done, it just is. Um, and when you are, okay, we do not view children's ministry as, can you just watch the kids while us adults have real church? That's not what it's like here at Friendship Church, okay? We minister. We teach even nursery, preschool, kids. We teach them the Bible. We teach them how to worship. We teach them how to pray, This is not babysitting time while we're having church, okay? And so there is a foundation that we want to set in kids. Raise your hand if you grew up in children's ministry. 
you were in children's ministry, do you think that part of the reason why you are where you are today in Christianity is because of that foundation in children's ministry? Then I want to be a part of that. I, I, it is so rewarding to be a part of children's ministry. And so there's elementary, there's nursery, Glory Ann, we got a new children's pastor. Uh, Gloria Ann, so you can talk to her. I know one thing that we need right now, as far as a need basis, is someone to teach Sunday school preschool. Um, so we've got kids, we got people that are wanting to come to uh, Sunday school, but we haven't had a preschool or a nursery teacher. We actually need someone or a couple people to do that. Maybe they can go on a rotating basis. But that is a need that would really help us out. All right, children's ministry. Uh, United Youth in here. Uh, with our students on Wednesday nights, with uh, Pastor Tommy and Jenna. They're doing a great job in there. They had a big night last Wednesday. It's fantastic. Two ways you can help, really, if you can give up your Wednesday nights to serve in there. But they also do events throughout the year. Camp, they went to Typhoon, Texas a few weeks ago. Maybe you can't give up your Wednesday nights, but you could help out with events. If they're going somewhere, you can chaperone. That would be a great way to get involved. Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries are on Wednesday nights. They kind of go together. George and Judy Leach have taught that for years and years and years. Great, great job. Uh, but Wednesday night, teachers and helpers. You're like, I just want to help. I don't want to teach. Great. We need helpers. Uh, another ministry that we're wanting to start is a follow-up ministry. Those who are contacting people who aren't able to come to church. Did you know we have people that they're members of this church or they go to this church, but they physically can't make it on Sunday morning. They're watching online right now. What if we had a follow-up team who could go visit them or call them, see how they're doing? Uh, maybe if there's people who maybe have missed the last three or four weeks, we just want to call and check up on them, invite them back to church. Uh, that's that follow-up team. We're looking for some other teams that are in the future, an outreach team, a food team, advertising team, things like that, um, that we are very interested in starting in the future. And so these are some places that you can get involved. So here's what I've got for you. Uh, scattered throughout the, uh, the church here, uh, behind the, behind in the seat, in the back of the seat in front of you, there are these serve cards. On this uh, card right here, it says, put me in, coach. And right here, uh, you can write your name and your email. Now, this is mostly for those who have not signed up for a ministry and you are interested in signing up for a ministry. So if you're already a part of the children's ministry or greeters, whatever, you don't have to sign one of these, okay? Um, however, maybe you're thinking, I, I'd, I'd want to add a ministry. I want to do something else. Then you can do that. Let me say one thing about that. What I would rather have is almost everybody doing one, maybe two things, as opposed to a few people doing three, four, five things, okay? So if you're, wanting, if you're one of those that, I want to do like five things, no, actually, I don't want you to do five things. I want you to do one, maybe two things for two reasons. I don't want you to get burned out doing a bunch of stuff. And number two, I want to give opportunity for everybody to have a part in doing something. So really, it's just one maybe two things that you can be involved in. And so if, you want to, if you're doing one, you want to add a second, that's fine. But mostly for those who are, uh, you would like to sign up. Now this is a, um, I'm interested in this, okay? So if you check this and you turn it in, like you're not starting next week, okay? So there, there's a little bit of a process. We'll get back with you. But this isn't interested. So you're like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I'm interested in four things. Okay, well, go ahead and check the four things. And then we'll see where we have a need, and we'll put you in that, in that place. Does that make sense? So what we're going to do is even right now, 
you can, uh, especially those who, who do not have a ministry, what I want you to do is take this, put your name, put your email, and fill that out. And in just a minute, not just yet, but in just a minute, what I want you to do, and this is how you're going to turn it in. In just a minute, we're going to stand together and we're going to sing a worship song together. And while we're singing that worship song together, I want you to bring that serve card and lay it on the altar as, as, as kind of a gesture of this is my offering of giving my time to the Lord. Okay? So that's, that's what I like. That, that's how you're going to turn it in. If you have any follow-up questions, you can obviously talk to me or Pastor Becky or, or Pastor Tommy or anybody. But that, this is kind of that, that putting your foot into the door of being a part on the ministry team, okay? So what I want to do is invite one of our teams up to the platform right now, our worship team, and they are actually going to do what God has called them to do. They are uh, living a life worthy of their calling right now because they're going to walk up and lead us in worship and lead us in a song. And so in just a moment, in just a moment, you can fill this serve card out. You can fill this serve card out. And in just a moment, you're going to come up and you're going to drop it on the altar. And you can stay here in worship or you can go back to your seat. That's fine. But we're all going to sing a song together. Another thing that we can all do, I said we could pray, we can encourage, we can worship, lift our hands and worship the Lord. You can absolutely be a part of that. And so this is a way that you can learn and have the opportunity, opportunity to serve the Lord with joy. There's no better joy than to serve the Lord, to, to be doing what you know God wants you to do. And so I'm so thankful for this. So here's what I would say before we turn it over to the worship team. I would say don't just attend church. Love the church. Serve the church. Give through the church. Invite people to church. Worship Jesus with the church. Encourage the church. Participate in the church. Pray for the church. Be the church. Be the church. Can we stand this morning? We're going to worship. Everybody has the opportunity to stand and worship together. And as soon as they begin to sing, when the singing begins... That will be your moment to, you can bring your serve card, put it here at the altar, and then we're going to worship the Lord together. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. I thank you for the joy that it is to serve you and your kingdom. And God, I pray for that opportunity for your people here today. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you came as the perfect example and the perfect model for us that you did not come to be served, but you came to serve. And Lord, we want to be Christ-like. We want to be just like you. So help us, Lord, to take that step and say, yes, I want to serve. I want to be a part of the church. We thank you, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.